seeds. And seeds are analogous to anything that causes people to become aware of you and form the intent to transact with you in some way. They might follow you on or connect with you on on um, social media. They might become clients. They might want to do a partnership or a collaboration with you. Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Stu. Stu, thank you so much for being here with us today. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. I'm totally excited about this. So tell us who you are and a quick introduction to your business. What do you do? Um, my name is Stu Heineck, and I'm I have the craziest background you might probably ever hear of because I'm a cartoonist. I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists. I'm also an author. I'm a, I'm a marketer. Um, I sometimes say in my bio that I was raised by wolves because actually I wasn't. <laughs> so you know well, why, why not, not just throw that in there? <laughs> <laughs> but that's because I was um, I was mentored actually by some of the best cartoonists in the world from Playboy and the New Yorker. Actually, very, at the very beginning of my career, it was a great. <laughs> when I think cartoons, know... my brain doesn't Car- just automatically go to Playboy. Just saying, and I would think that my brain, small brains, would do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, well. They had great, they had uh, great, great cartoonists. I don't know what they have now, but I don't, is it, I don't even know if it's still in print, but, um, but anyway, I was mentored by all these great, great cartoonists from, uh, let's say, let's put it the other way around, New, the New Yorker and Playboy. <laughs> and um, I've written uh, several books. Now these books are, I, I would characterize them as the kind of books that I wished I had when I was 20 or in my 20s. Because if I had had them, my career would probably be different. Although all of the inspiration came from, well, let's say, you know, the the, the most recent book, How to Grow Your Business Like a Weed, came from driving down the Santa Monica Freeway while I was in my 20s and noticing a dandelion growing out of the crack in the concrete. And I just thought, geez, that's that's amazing. I, how how does it, well, we know how, I was going to say, how does it do that? But actually we know how it does. We know how it gets there anyway, uh, because those those seeds probe around, they, they fly around and probe every possible opportunity to take root. But I, on the other hand, there are no other kinds of, I mean, it's not, it's just weeds doing that. It's not, I don't know, plight plants, you know, the things that we plant in our gardens <laughs> or there's no oak trees grown out of the, the cracks in the concrete or or petunias or something like that, because quite frankly, they couldn't make it as a weed. They don't have what it takes to be a weed. And so I got really curious, what is it that, how are they doing this? Do they have a model that sort of a unified model that they all use? And if they do, can we use it in our business? And the answer to those two questions is yes, they do have a model and and it is something we can apply to our businesses. So those are the, I I also wrote another book earlier called How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. Um, I've used my cartoons to break through to just about anybody and got really curious about what everyone else was doing to break through and get meetings and found that there's this whole shadow form of marketing that I, I had, had no name. So I called it contact marketing and in how to get a meeting with anyone. And um, yeah, there's all kinds of really cool stuff that people do to get meetings and it kind of gives you a superpower. So that, that's been my I hope that explains what I've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's definitely the tip of the iceberg and I love it. So, And I have to laugh because we were, we were in Cabo 
And normally Cabo San Lucas is kind of a desert. And even in the sidewalks, all of a sudden there's all these weeds popping up and <laughs> growing profusely. And I'm like, really? Like you can't grow over there, but you have to grow right in the middle of the road, which I thought was kind of awesome. So my kind yeah. of weeds just going, yeah, but I wanted their attention. <laughs> I want to be in the middle of the they road. They go where they want to go. <laughs> you know, they're not asking us for permission. Awesome. So just purely from my curiosity, and we will totally get into the business of, of the weeds is, or we'll get into the weeds of the business, one of the two, yeah, we'll just um, get the is the whole cartoon thing. How did you get into that? Why was that kind of your passion and excitement? I, well, you know, I just, um, I don't know, just always had a, had a love for cartooning. And um, I, dare I say, I, I just have to say, that I, I mean, as a kid, my brothers and I used to sneak Playboys out of our father's dresser drawers. <laughs> and so I would see Gahan Wilson's work and Eldon Dadini's work. We saw everything else, of course. But but I, one so meanwhile, thing that, your dad's going, I was reading the articles and you guys are going, I'm just looking at the cartoons. <laughs> no, no, we're just reading the articles. Yeah, that's right. So, um, but but um, what I was just wondering, well, who are these guys? How do they do this? How do they come up with that? And um, it's, there's really, there, there's a lot to the, if it's done well, there's a lot to the art form and, and there's a lot of leading the the reader or viewer. There's really both, but leading the viewer to a place where you, you're going, you're headed one way and then all of a sudden, boom, it, it flips on you. And, and, but when it does, you're revealing a truth in a, in a twist. It's, it, it's just, they're amazing little devices, both just for reading and I mean, for the sake of reading and enjoyment, but also for, for marketing. I love it. So let's start with the getting in touch with anybody anywhere through it. What was your secret sauce? Give us kind of the pillars or the teaser, if you will. Oh, getting in meetings with anyone. Um, I think it really boils down to this. Well, first of all, um, if you can't get meetings, you can't sell, you can't do it. Nothing happens in life if you can't get meetings. It's a very central You need other part people of to buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah, nothing happens actually. You will never make anything happen. So, uh, so that's that. That's sort of it's you know it's just core to the human experience. We have to connect with with people, but certainly we want to connect with the people who can change our lives and or change the scale of our careers. And those people are generally well, they're, they're harder to reach, and some some are just essentially impossible to reach. And so to to reach out to someone like that, you have to. A few things. You have to have something, some good reason for reaching out. If there isn't one, then and there's, then all of it is moot. But assuming that, then you then have to get past. Well, I, you just have to stand out. You have to get past all the other people who are who are trying to break through, trying to get get in touch with them, and um, and stand out, humanize yourself. And and so, if you do things that cause the the people on the other end of these campaigns to say. Who is this? Wow. I love the way you think. Then you've just made it through. You've made it through in a big way. And that's that's what contact marketing is about. That's what my book is about is how do you do that? I use my cartoons to do it, but people have used all kinds of really, really clever, audacious ways of, of breaking through in a way that, that causes the person on the other end to say, wow, we got to meet. We just have to do that. Right. I love that. I When I was doing executive coaching, I used to help people go through a plan where they would kind of give a gift, send an email, send a letter, like an actual paper letter, <laughs> and then make a phone call. And just to kind of target stalking these people going, you know, just think of it as, you know, throwing the rocks at the window and you're just kind of getting their attention. And some of the gifts that we came up with were really quite unique. And it was 
you know, at first their ideas were a little mundane, like, oh, I'll send them a little kid's ruler and go, hey, what kind of measurements are you using in your business and are they effective? And, you know, it's kind of cutesy. It's kind of fun. And and going on, what was one of the most fun or entertaining ones that you've used that kind of gave you a giggle? Oh, man. Um, I, you know, I have a video I could share, actually, <laughs> with you. I think that might blow sure. your mind because... You know, when I send cartoons around to people, I I know that the effect is very positive, yeah. but I I'm not there to see it. You know, like when, and when we send anything to to get someone's attention, we're not there to watch the actual reaction. And someone I I sent um, I'll, I'll cue this up while we're while we're talking about it. But yeah. I sent um, I, I sent Billy Jean a, a contact device, and Billy Jean is he's an Instagram marketing influencer. And and so I, I just wanted to get his attention. Actually, what I, all I wanted to do is 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 just introduce myself because um, I wanted to I wanted to see if we could if we could um, collaborate. And so I sent a pretty cool thing. It's a four panel cartoon, and it was personalized about him. And his assistant got it, and she said, "You know, this looks kind of interesting. I think it's unusual. And I think what I should do is film an unboxing video." So she did that, and like. I got to see the reaction finally. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. Um, if I can, if we can share screen, I'll, yeah, I'll put it up right now. Cool. And peeps, if you're not able to watch this video because you're watching a podcast right now, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and watch it. Yeah, okay. you're going to want to watch this, not just hear it. Here it comes. I usually wait till you get here, Bill, to show your packages, but this one's pretty cool and I'm too anxious to wait and show you. So, here's the reveal. If I can get the cap off. Read how awesome this is. The tale of the hired gun. I ever tell you fellas the story of the Billy Kid? Yep, sure did. How about Wild Bill Jean? You mean the marketing race from San Diego? At least a hundred times before. Yep, you can say that again. <laughs> Look at the back. I'm kind of in love with this guy. Mad respect. So that's Billy's executive assistant. The one that we always, you know, one of the many that we call uh, gatekeepers. Uh, I think they're really more like talent scouts and, and VPs <laughs> right? of access. You know, they they also want to let the right people in, and they want to let interesting people through. Mm -hmm. um, so if, as long as they bring value. So as you can see, when I'm when I'm reaching, if I want to meet with you, you'll know it, and and you're going to have fun. Right. <laughs> so, that was pretty fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the wooden box, all the and it looked like the cartoon was laminated and like oh, it was, was pretty it's, intense. It's produced on half inch foam core. It's really cool stuff. Right. So yeah, so it's, now it's, it's in it's, his it's, office, and everybody gets to see it. He's never throwing it away, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, but this actually relates back to to weed strategy, actually, mm -hmm. um, and, and to the to the model. And I should explain what <clears throat> what that is, if I if I may. Of course. Yeah. So so the thing is, I, I mentioned earlier, I was wondering, do weeds have a, a, a unified model? And if they do, can we apply it to our businesses? And in fact, they do have a unified model, and I think it's actually, I would say, I would just call it weed strategy. I think weed strategy is the model for growing. It's, it's, it's the, actually the theory of everything about growing anything. So you can use it. To, I'm, I'm using it to grow the book, actually. And it's it's amazing because, oh, my God, things are coming out of this that 
I might not have done otherwise. I might not have thought of otherwise. And there's just a focus there that is is very different than, let's say, the traditional book launch. And so anyway, but the model is that weeds all do the same thing. They all leverage a fierce mindset and unfair advantages against collective scale. And they do it according to a process that's well-honed. I mean, well-honed. It's millions of years old. It's really well-honed. Um, really but it's well also <laughs> a living process that that can react to any situation and essentially evolve. It is the, it's the basis of their evolution. That's how they evolve around challenges. And so that that ability, I was just showing you the cartoon and and it might get a little distracting, cartoons and, and growth strategy. But the point here is that uh, that's my that's one of my unfair advantages and i'll just mention they leverage uh, they're, they're a fierce mindset and unfair advantages so there's a lot of focus in the in the weeds weed strategy model for developing well, really i should say cultivating curating unfair advantages there's some that we just have naturally and there are others we can we can develop and that's that's a big part of weed of applying weed strategy for growth I love it. And most people say you have to have thick skin, but this sounds like it's totally different than that. This isn't kind of building up a, an outside layer. This is actually taking your innate skills and being able to bring them to the forefront. Yes. Yeah, it is. I mean, you still have to have, well, I, I think so. Still have thick skin. <laughs> to have a thick skin. Let's say you still have to be perseverant, you know? mm. but, uh, but, but the, you know, when I'm sending, when I'm using that unfair advantage of reaching out and getting meetings with people quickly and people that change the scale of, of everything for me, um, I don't want to, well, I mentioned earlier that I want, I want to create the, the reaction of, my God, I love the way you think we have to meet, but I also want to, I just want to shorten up the, the, the cycle mm -hmm. so that, um, yeah, I mean, we need to be perseverant, but, but let's also shorten up. It's nice to, it's nice to shorten up the cycle as well. Let's, not have it take us take so long to to come to fruition and um and, and when you do that then you start to again it's it's just it's one of the many unfair advantages i've got a bunch of them and i think you do too if you think about it if any, any everybody in the audience should be thinking about what are my unfair advantages do i have any and i'm sure you do because if if you don't you're not we won't stay in business long but it's just one of the one of my unfair advantages. A few. I mean, I wrote the book about it, so I'm a, I'm an expert. I'm a, I'm an authority on. It. I'm the authority on it. But um, but I'm also able to use. You can use all kinds of crazy, interesting method methods of uh, of of reaching out and connecting with people who can change everything about your business, about your scale. Or you can connect with people that you should be collaborating with, which is another big part of the the weeds model. It's well, I mean operating at scale um, is, is another big part of it. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those unfair advantages. I, you know, I'm kind of curious when I say that I'm wondering, and I'm not, I'm not turning around the interview on you, but I'm just wondering <laughs> if, if you, um, if you were thinking about what your unfair advantages are, did, what, what comes to mind? Ironically, it's because my mind's always in the gutter. And, and, and okay. <laughs> it sounds odd, but a couple of my podcasts, um, the little blue pill for business is all about kind of that unfair advantage of humor, wit, uh, sarcasm, yeah. uh, and quick wit, which is rare and, um, and few people can appreciate it. And then there's also the happy to offend you, 
which is taking something that everybody else is going, oh, you can't do that. And I'm going, oh, hell yeah, I can. Watch me. <laughs> this is going to be a blast. That's I love it. I love it. You really missed. We're both mischievous then, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it helps. It's, it's great. Right? It's, it, you know, it makes it lights up the day every day. Uh, yeah, but so that's cool. I mean, you can see, though, that we we can cultivate all kinds of really interesting unfair advantages. Uh, I'll just tell you a couple more of mine. When I when yeah. my cartoons appear in the Wall Street Journal, they 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 are seen by 2.1 million readers. Um, when I send uh, when I send um, a cartoon to someone, let's say to introduce myself, and I'm reaching out first to talk to their assistant, um, I often will call ahead and say, "Hi, I'm I'm Stu Heineck. I'm one of the Wall Street Journal cartoonists, and I'm calling because I'm sending a print of a, of one of my cartoons. It's about your boss." Well, that, all of that is a totally unfair advantage, right? <laughs> How do you compete with that? And and so um, th there's that. There there's some really we've got some really interesting, um, a really interesting alliance coming up with um, with uh, I, I mentioned in, in how to grow your business like a weed. I mentioned a new award. It's called the Total Weed Award. It could only come from a cartoonist, probably, actually. But, <laughs> I love that. That's um, awesome. But the Total Weed Award, and I, so I said in the book, I'm going to start it, and we'll, it, we'll, we'll use it to um, to recognize particularly weed-like spread and growth among entrepreneurs and startups and VCs and small, oh, let's, let's just say business owners mm -hmm. in general, but growth and audacious growth, audacious ways of growing. Um, and and so we're going to team up with the NASDAQ Entrepreneurial Center. That's going to become the home of the award. And, wow, um, that's and we're, awesome. we're turning it into a, into a fundraiser for them. And so it, it creates an unfair advantage for them as well. And that's, I mean, a lot of times it's the, it's, it's the alliances that we create, the collaborations that we, that we put together that give us a huge unfair advantage. Oh, I love that. You're going to have to keep me posted on that because my brain's already going a million miles uh, as to how we can... Well, Play I hope, with that and maximize it. I hope I'm sounding like a total weed already. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. So what are some of the other kind of fun things? So somebody might be going, well, you know, I'm, I'm not that RC. I'm not that outgoing. I'm not that whatever. What are some of the other interesting kind of unique advantages people have had? Oh, you mean to get meetings or just, yeah, just, just yeah. so, I mean, like if, if we, if we go strictly back to the weed strategy mm -hmm. um, side of all this, I think one of the, I mean, look, you can, there are, there are brands or brand strength can be a, an unfair advantage um, designs. Think, think of Ferrari or um, Dyson or Apple. I mean, their designs, their, their, their products are beautiful. Right. And, um, and maybe even out of the future, with certainly apples. Every time I, you, every time they come out with something, not not a refresh of the like version fourteen of the phone, but but when they come up with new products, you just they're astonishing. You look at them, and go wow! But like, how does that work? That looks like it fell out of a spaceship or something. You might have a, out of a flying saucer or something, you know. Yep. Um, but but they're very distinctive. People people are aware of them. And it forms that the intent to. Well, they want to get it. They want to get it in there. They would love to have it in their hands or on their desk. Right. And do you and, have um, a methodology in your book of how people can discover what their own aptitude yeah, is? Yeah. Well, there's there's a there's an entire 
model within the book called the WEEDS model. It's an acronym for Weed Inspired Enterprise Expansion and Domination Strategies. But really, I had to make it fit, of course. Of course. <laughs> so that makes sense. But but really, we're looking at eight levels, sort of the eight levels of the weed, the weed plant itself or most weed plants themselves. So it starts with seeds or seed strategy and then seed pod strategy. So let, let's talk about this real quickly. There's seeds and seeds are analogous to anything that causes people to become aware of you and form the intent to transact with you in some way. They might follow you on or connect with you on on um, social media. They might become clients. They might want to do a partnership or a collaboration with you. There are all kinds of ways that people can do that, but they first have to become aware of you. So you want to pop a lot of, just like weeds, <laughs> just like watching dandelions, they pop a lot of seeds out and they fly all over the place. They're highly mobile seeds. They're not like acorns or pine cones. They don't just drop but they just almost take on a life of their own and they fly around and probe every possible opportunity to take root, which is a great, great um, analogy for, for our own seed strategy. We should be doing the same thing. We should be taking root in a lot of people's minds or we're not, again, we're not, I mean, that's one of the unfair advantages we can create. And then, and then seed pod strategy is, is um, it's about borrowing the network of others to, to multiply the reach of the seeds. And um, I, I suppose we're doing that right now because I'm reaching your audience. And once, once you uh, release the, um, uh, once you release this episode, then I'm going to be putting it out to my audience. So, um, so we're doing. This is a seed pod strategy for both of us. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. And, and so it goes all the way down the plant through thorn and segmentation and rosette and um, vine strategy. I'll come back to vines especially, but vine strategy, root strategy, and soil strategy. And so, for example, in vine strategy, it's, it's about creating collaborations with other, really it's about borrowing the infrastructure of others mm -hmm. to reach dominant access or create dominant access to, I guess you could call it sunlight, sunshine. <laughs> That's what we need. We yeah. need... Um, you know, we need uh, sales. We need to be able to connect with a lot more people. We need to, um, I, you know, if, if we can open up, if we can work with with partners to open up new sales channels to us anyway, new sales channels, all the better. I mean, that's that's how we grow. We, that's how we multiply our growth. So all of those, and I just described, for example, a, a vine strategy or an outcome of a vine strategy with NASDAQ. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that that's going to be amazing for uh, it'll be great for the for Nasdaq and it'll be great for for me and the book because we'll have a media partner. It'll it's 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 going to do a lot for the book. So um, that becomes an unfair advantage. And so there are a lot of ways that that can that they can take shape. And finally, I might just say that one of the, maybe one of the most important forms of unfair advantage for us to have if we're if we're working in a business to business. Uh, setting anyway is is the ability to to confer unfair advantages to our clients and that kind of interesting so when i create a campaign for example to through my agency to help a client get more meetings i'm create i'm i've just conferred a new unfair advantage to them and and on their operation and that's probably one of the biggest unfair advantages that we could cultivate in our own businesses is being able to do that for our clients and and extend that reach. Yeah, just to have that ability to do, I mean, you do that for your clients through through coaching. Absolutely. So yeah. give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories, one of your clients. Ah, well, um, you mean for from a weed strategy standpoint? Sure, yeah. 
I mean, um, I, I, you know, I think, well, first of all, I interviewed a lot of really interesting, I interviewed a lot of interesting people because I interviewed actually started with gardeners because I needed to know what, what is the, <laughs> what's the nature of weeds? What are they? And, and then, uh, um, and then botanists and weed scientists, I didn't know there were weed scientists, <laughs> but there are. Um, and then also all kinds of people from the business world, from just a lot of personalities that you'd, whose name you'd know. And, um, and then a lot of experts in all all ranges of fields. Um, I mean, one of the one of the more interesting people that I interviewed was Kathy Ireland, and um, and so Kathy, I you know maybe some of the audience doesn't know who she is or doesn't remember her, but she was a she was a model for um, a swimsuit model for Sports Illustrated early early on in her career, and um, and I don't know how many I don't know she she became a high fashion model very a supermodel, mm-hmm. and that. That doesn't t- typically last very long, so it's maybe a good. It's a career that maybe is good for ten years or so, mm-hmm. um, and then she thought, okay, you know, I I need to I need to rebrand. I need to I need to rethink this. Um, I I need to pivot. What else What else can we can I do? What How can I use what I have um, in a new way to create much more scale? And and so. I think maybe the, the audience is aware of her branding empire. That's what she where she pivoted to is look, I can use my name and my likeness now to because a lot of millions of people know me and and, and use it to lend um, credence to to products. So I'm going to help magnify um, brands. And so Kathy is Kathy Ireland worldwide is just this amazing operation that she has where she's she's branding all these products and bringing them to all kinds of uh, um, platforms to, to, or, or I should say, sales, uh, sales channels to to just explode their scale. She's a total weed. <laughs> she I don't know if she wants to be referred to. As total I think weed, she'll, she'll be okay she with makes it. Makes a fantastic total weed. <laughs> but she is Best a total weed. weed you'll ever have. Oh, I'm, I am so impressed with. She's one of the sharpest people I've ever spoken to. Nice. So, and I also met with. Um, now, here's a name that I don't know. Tell me if you even know him, because I don't know. Maybe maybe it's too long ago, but but T Boone Pickens. No. No. Okay. So T Boone, he was he was one of the original corporate raiders. So he would make runs at at company at oil companies mostly, yeah. and um and and it was his story is fascinating. Um, he became a billionaire, an oil billionaire, and he started out with this little company. Actually, really started out working for Phillips sixty six, and said, "This is way too bureaucratic for me." and so he went out and started his own oil exploration company or oil company, I should say. Um, and they were exploring, they were drilling wells. I mean, you got to keep, I mean, discovery of of deposits is key. And so, and, and then that builds the reserves held by a company. And he thought, you know, this is really crazy that I would go out and just, this is like Russian roulette. I have to keep paying these crews and pay for all this equipment to drill these holes. But there are companies out there that already have, these these um, reserves. So instead, why don't I just go drilling for them? <laughs> and so he he made a run at at um at the first company he made the run at uh, twenty eight times the size of his company, and he had investors behind him. And he went out and he just he just bought them up without them even knowing. He just bought up their stock, and and took over the company, and it immediately multiplied the scale of his company by twenty eight times or twenty eight x. That's pretty cool. Then he started going after the other big oil companies in the same way. Now they 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 eventually 
they sort of caught on to his game. So he was very secretive about it. And he'd, he'd, he'd buy up stock um, from under different um, identities, but they'd, they'd catch on and then they'd try to block him. Well, the thing is, when when word got out that Tebow Pickens was trying to take over, let's say, Unical or Phillips 66, all of a sudden the stock price went way up and all the investors made a lot of money from it. But so did he because he bought at the lower at the lower price. And then by making a run at the stock and running it, running up in price, they made millions of dollars, even though they, even though they weren't able to take over the company. Tebow Pickens was a total weed as well. <laughs> <laughs> but he was really I bet interesting. A lot of people referred to him that way. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, and you know, he the thing is, he he was a billionaire, and I don't know many billionaires. So, I, I think what's interesting about billionaires is they don't think in the same way that we do. They don't think in terms of, let's say, gaining market share. They think they they think in terms of taking over the entire market. And so to hear him talk is amazing. <laughs> So, nice, I love it. But anyway, huh. yeah, a lot I found of people. Somebody that, else to watch on YouTube. That's awesome. Well, there are a lot of people though that are out there that are really well. You know who the, some of the total weeds are right now? Much more mm. current. Yep. Elon Musk and Starlink. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, sorry, not Starlink, but but SpaceX. What a story! I mean, we we all know we we all remember when they'd shoot the those boosters. I mean, first of all, they're trying to do something nobody else had done. They're going to shoot up these these boosters deliver something into orbit and then bring the booster back down and and land it propulsively i mean we saw that in movies but nobody had ever done that no states no no state governments no countries had ever done that no you know national space programs had ever done it and so he'd shoot those the 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 Falcon boosters up and they'd come down and they'd be trying to land them and they'd keep exploding on they'd keep crashing so it's this the system or or process of of try fail try fail try fail try succeed, and suddenly they're doing something that no one else can do. What a huge unfair advantage! So we got really used to it. I mean, I think I think maybe people in the audience may might be thinking, yeah, but the Falcon booster that's kind of yeah, of course they go up and land. <laughs> you know, it was only a few years ago that they even started it, and um, and now they've they've been using boosters. I think. I think so far the highest number is something like 11 times. Wow. So, wow, that's 11, 1/11th of the cost of putting stuff into space other or payloads into space otherwise. That's well, and the ability to be able to clean up the mess that we've been making for the last 70 well, years. Well, there's that. If you're, you're talking about too. all the debris up there, wow, that's a new one. That's right. coming. That one freaked me out when I heard about that one. But yeah. but to your point, I mean, it's it's this innovation in this weed of doing things that nobody else has the tenacity to do or the wherewithal to do that allows us to then be able to take advantage of it in ways that I'm sure even Elon wasn't thinking about. It's like, oh, that wasn't my intention. I'm going over here. But as we watch him, we're like, oh, hey, that'd be awesome. And and I think so many of these weeds, <laughs> we have the ability to be able to figure out what our tenacity is, what our unique uh, proposition is as we're watching people Kind of give us permission or go before us. Yeah, well, you know, just watching what Elon did with with the Falcon booster system, and he's doing it now with 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 um, Starship. Uh, is he's he's creating huge unfair advantages. They can't be matched. They can't. I mean, they can't be matched by Russia. They can't be matched. They're not being matched by by Blue Origin. They're not. They're not. No one's matching it. So it's a completely. By the way, when I say unfair advantage, what I'm really talking about is what competitors 
That's what competitors would, would say if they were describing your advantage. It's just totally unfair, but it's not totally unfair. It's really clever and it's it's the smart way to do business. And certainly it's what a big part of what amplifies your growth or allows you to grow. Um, you know, I, one of the things that I think is also really fascinating about weeds is that because we're going into this time of, of um, well, there's we're in a recession. <laughs> I mean, some might like like us to believe that we're not, but if you have two two uh, quarters of negative growth, we are in the deck in the textbook definition of a recession, and perhaps it'll get a lot worse. Well, recessions are are driven by fear and and feelings of um, I, I just uh, scarcity, right? I mean, we do, we 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 pull in everything. We don't want to spend money on anything, but I think actually, you know, I think about the nature of weeds. They thrive in disrupted ground. That's that's what they're looking for. I mean, that's where they make their greatest gains. And it says to me that weed strategy is probably the way to turn recessions into a time of huge opportunity. Isn't that amazing? And and so I mean, again, what, what, I mean, what we weeds deal with what is. So they they don't pity themselves. They they don't say, well, I was entitled to this, or I thought I was going to have that. Well, how come I don't? And, I mean, all, they don't let stray emotions get in their way. They they never do anything without an unfair advantage. We've been talking about that. They never do anything alone. They if you see one dandelion in your lawn, um, look up. You'll see lots, obviously, lots of them, because <laughs> they don't show up alone. They show up en masse, and that's what makes them so hard to deal with. So they never do anything alone, they, and they they always focus on what makes them win, which is that that element of a process. So yeah, I mean that's I I think that's what's I'm kind of excited about the about the recession because of weed strategy, <laughs> right? I love your enthusiasm about all of this, and I totally get that the stumbling block somebody might be having right now if they're thinking and they're buying into that whole recession idea. It has been proven since the begin the dawn of time that you have more opportunities during a, a calamity or whatever than you ever would have had otherwise. It's kind of like, to your point, if if everything's thriving and growing, then the weeds have no room to come into play. But if all of a sudden there's a drought, then the weeds are like, yes, this is fantastic. And yeah. and as entrepreneurs, I think we have that weed mentality and I and I love helping people to embrace it. So if you're buying into that idea that it's, you know, all oh, woe is me and the world's coming to an end, I think it's a fantastic opportunity to be able to get a hold of you and, and just see things from a totally different perspective. I am loving this. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How do they start that journey? How do they get a hold of the book? All that fun stuff. Well, uh, the book the, the book that we've been talking most about is How to Grow Your Business Like a Weed. And, uh, and then we also talked about about elements from how to get a meeting with anyone. So both of those books are available actually anywhere books are sold except the airport. <laughs> so we, <laughs> and then, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. And then um, I would love to hear from you on LinkedIn. If you heard me on, on Michelle's podcast, I'd love to hear from you and we can connect there. Or you can go to my site, my author site, which is stewheinick.com. And um, you can sign up and get the first two chapters of how to how to grow your business like a weed for free by signing. Well, you'll be signing up on my list too. I would love that. But come and visit. Got great stuff. You know, I didn't wear one today, but we've got great merch. Because if you can imagine, I'm still a cartoonist at heart. Right. <laughs> so, so we have uh, we have some really cool T-shirts. There's one that's a Chief Weed Officer T-shirt and <laughs> a little <laughs> Weed Award T-shirt and so on. Um, so anyway, but stop by my my author side as well. 
Love it. So Stu, we'll have all of your links, of course, in the show notes, as well as your LinkedIn. And uh, do you have Amazon links? We'll get that from you later. We'll put those in there too. Yeah. Um, Cause we love affiliate links personally, and we want to be able to get you as much credit as possible. That is awesome. So I have to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? You know, I, I took an aptitude test in in high school, and and it it said that uh, it said that I was probably best suited to become an entrepreneur. Well, I didn't know what that was then. I didn't know the word. I thought it seemed like stenographer or something like that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's not me. But so that might be the first time my dad was an entrepreneur, and um, I, you know, I, I just like running my own stuff. I don't know. I, I love having the freedom to pursue the stuff that I think is just so interesting and fascinating, and you only get to do that as an entrepreneur. Right. I totally agree. So, in your entrepreneurial journey, do you have an example of maybe a mistake that you made that you can laugh at now, or something that might have been embarrassing but it's really funny to you now? <laughs> well. Mm, there's some typos that have shown up in campaigns that were not so not so hot. Um, but I mean, I think actually I'm just going to go back to the weed stuff because I'm just going to say that, you know, as, as I was writing the book and then I was and, and then editing and rewriting, I'm I'm thinking, man, I've been making so many mistakes. So so one of them is that um, I, I think I mentioned I don't know if I mentioned or not, I, I run a small agency. And we help sales teams break through to their top prospects. And we do that with these car big cartoon pieces. I call them big boards. And um, and so, you know, it's really cool stuff. And it helps a lot of, uh, helps them get through. It's really cool, cool, cool to watch. I'm thinking, I just gave them an unfair advantage, all that stuff, all that's happening, all that great stuff. But, you know, I'm, I'm I'm the creative director of the, of the agency. Essentially, that's what I am. And so, when we have a campaign, I'm the one writing it. I'm the one creating. It's all my creative. And um, and then when we're producing them, I should show you one. So yeah. So, so not only so when somebody gets to work with you, so they don't really have to find their own unique. They just get to write on yours. That's true. Yeah. So so here's one. This is a big board. Yeah. And so it's 18 by 24 inches. It has a cartoon that's about the recipient. I'll come back to that. I'll explain what the, what that one is. But then uh, branding and message from the sender to the recipient, explaining who they are, why they want to meet, and next steps. And 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 that goes out in packaging that looks like this. It looks like something that came out of maybe a cartoon art gallery. Yeah. FedEx bill, air bill goes right there, and um, it's in there, well protected. Um, and and so, um, you know, I, I mentioned the cartoon. So here, this one, I love. This is one of my favorites. It's just two women having coffee. This is one of mine, by the way. I have a, cartoons by a lot of cartoonists, but my image mate. But this one's one of mine, and she's she's telling her friend. Let's say you know, I sent one of these to Mark Cuban. So the one I sent to Mark because I have to personalize it. They're always personalized. So in on his, she's saying to her friend, Mark Cuban says. You can tell a lot about a person just by looking at their Mavs tickets. I tend to agree. He's the Mavs owner. So, of course, he agrees. <laughs> exactly. And, and, uh, and, you know, if you're going to send something to someone to say, hi, I want to introduce myself and and I'd love to to meet with you, you should send something that is just utterly fascinating, something they're never going to throw away. 
Right. And so, in fact, that one is up on Mark. It's framed and it's up on uh, Mark's wall in his office. Nice. So, um, but but what I'm saying to you, though, because I'm really I, I'm, I was starting to answer your question. I've, I've built way too, I have way too much one to one leverage in my business. Way too much. I'm part of the deliverable stream. Um, which is a bad thing. It's a really bad sign. And then when when we produce those big boards, well, I'm I'm all about. I want to I want I want to put something in someone's hands that they've never seen before. So something that just is astonishing on every level. And that part of that is just how did you do this? Where where do you get these? How do you do? You know. So, but what I'm doing is I'm 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 really prototyping. I'm using. That's actually indoor signage technology that I'm using, and it's personalized. I mean, indoor signs are not personalized, um, but we applied personalization on, on the, you know, duplex personalization, the, both sides, um, and and we send essentially we're sending a, an indoor sign to someone to um, to get their attention. So I'm prototyping everything. Everything that we do is a prototype, also not scalable. So I've been fighting my own scaling of my business. And and um, and so I think that that's probably I think everyone everyone listening can probably they might be thinking to themselves right now they should be thinking to themselves my God how am I leaving one to one leverage um, hanging in my operation because if you have well the weeds, the weeds are saying root out every possible uh, everywhere that that there is one to one leverage get rid of it and start moving to multi-channel and then collective scale. So start co creating collaborations, get out of the way of the deliverable stream, or you will prevent your business from ever growing. Absolutely. So absolutely get a hold of Stu now before he figures out how to scale out. Although I'm sure in this I'm already process, doing it. No, I'm already doing it. The, the weed, <laughs> I mean, it's had a profound impact on how I do business. Nice. So I'm already doing it. I love it. Sue, you are absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it immensely. I know how valuable it is. Uh, I so appreciate your um, having me on your show. I know you're really careful about your about who you have on as a guest, and I I, I just appreciate that um, that you had me on. I love it. Any last words for our peeps? Man, you just got to be a total. If you're going to do anything, just be a total weed out there. But also <laughs> have a, a whole lot of fun. I think you know, if you're having fun doing what you're doing. It makes it much easier. Awesome. I love it. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show or join us on our Facebook group, Business Ownership Secrets to Scaling. I'd love to connect with you and help you grow your business. Thank you for listening to our show. I'm all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support that they need to make it in business. As such, the notes for this show can be found at our website at awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating, I like five stars personally, and share with your friends.